Welcome to Linked Up, Breaking Boundaries in Education, a podcast that focuses on what is happening in education today, connecting everyone to the movers and shakers that are breaking boundaries in the education arena. Welcome back to Linked Up Breaking Boundaries in Education. We are here again at the Asbury Hotel. We have an event that we do here every year, so we love to try to do our podcast in person whenever we can. So Jerry and I can get to see each other. That's right. Absolutely. Kansas to New Jersey, but instead now we're all in New Jersey. And we did this last year. We did it from the breezy rooftop, but it is way too hot for my makeup and my hair. So we we decided to move to the fancy green room here at the Asbury Hotel. But last year when we did this, we had the same three fantastic guests who are sitting here right now. So we wanted to do a reunion episode with our guests. That is right. And before we get started, I just want to say why our guests are here. We have this cool event that's happening here tonight. And it is to honor educators in New Jersey. And so we have over 100 people coming in Mm -hmm. to honor the great work that New Jersey educators are doing. We're so proud of the work that they're doing. And we're proud that ClassLink really sponsors this and makes sure that they are honored. So we speaking of honored... Oh my gosh, these three, it's the trifecta. That is. Yeah, we love these three ladies. So if if you have not watched their podcast from last year, you really need to check it out. Yes. But just in case, I think we'll just have you introduce yourselves. Tell us just a little bit about your history and what have you been up to since last year? And Kathy Hurley, can we start with you? Well, I've been busy. You you have been I've been a busy. Bit busy. I'm really happy to be here again. And yes. as you know, I am a Jersey girl. I moved back to Asbury Park, New Jersey. And now I'm a very popular aunt because all my nieces and nephews and their kids are coming to visit me on the Jersey Shore. Absolutely. So that's been fun. Oh, it's, it's beautiful here. Yeah. But my, my background is most of you know that I have um, retired from the industry many years ago, although my friends would l- laugh when they hear yeah, that yeah, word retire. That retire. Word. But uh, I really? just finished a second book that you did a nice podcast on, yes, and it's we going did. really we did. well. Yes, yeah, called Innovate Hers. So that's been fun. Because we did that podcast just before it came out. I know. So right? now you've been on the book tour. Now we're on the book tour. Yeah. And uh, it's been very You've exciting. Been we keep seeing it moving up in the charts, so we're very excited about that. And um, I, I was able to go out of the country for the first time in, th- in three years. With um, went to Tuscan yeah. with my sister, which was fun. And um, what I'm really proud of is I'm working with a, a group called Women's Education Project, and we're working with young girls in India mm. on their leadership skills. Oh and gosh, we just nice. uh, formed a new consortium of people working together. So do and you travel to India? I have been to India very a few times, but we will be going to India to see oh, the girls. Yeah, so great. this has been what, very exciting. What age they're young girls are out of high school and it's really they're looking at careers and it's been uh, we bring them in to our zoom calls when we have our uh, meetings so we hear oh, the great, great things that they're doing but you know it used to be that you know they became young teenagers and they got married off you know? right so right. this is really interesting to see them excited about their careers and what they're doing in life so it's been great. Oh, I'm glad that you're yeah, going had, global. Well, I had started a uh, with Deb DeBreeze, who um, 
many people in our industry know, we started a group called Girls Thinking Global. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, running a nonprofit is not easy. It's mm. a lot, a lot of work. And we mm -hmm. love doing it. But we came across another group that wanted to merge with us. And we decided that's what we would do. So we gave all of our assets of Girls Thinking Global to Women's Education Project. And they're out of New York. This is started by a young woman who actually took a sabbatical and went to India and loved it so much that she came back and wanted to start this. So um, one of my... You sound like Oprah. One of my colleagues, yes. <laughs> Lisa Schmucky, is working with us. And uh, so we, we, have, uh, we do uh, a gala every year. We have something called the Red Bangle Award. And we've awarded that to some very interesting uh, people. One of the women who started Girl Rising... Got the mm. Red Bank Award, so it's uh, oh. it's it's been really um, an eye opener to see how you know really other people live around the world, mm -hmm. and right. as you'll see when I talk about the book, I don't want to spend too much time on the book, but it's a global book that all women are the same. Yeah, around the right, world the, right. and, and the entrepreneurs are the same no matter where you live if you live in right. holland or you live in south africa or you live here so that's been a real eye-opener interesting okay. that's great yeah you've been busy for sure in your retirement <laughs> in my retirement yes in, your reti you in my retirement in your retirement than most people do when they work full-time <laughs> and then i love lisa's contribution to education so entrepreneurial, actually. Right. As well. Oh, thank yes. you. Yes. Yeah. So oh. tell us. Well, I mean, it's great to be back here again, yes. talking with Anne and Kathy. I mean, this is really, um, when, and with both of you. So we really appreciate that. Um, and I, as you know, I founded AdWeb.net 14 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So it's really been quite a, a great journey. And so one of the things I've so been visionary, right? Especially in the times right. we're in right now. Well, I mean, they did look at me like I had a couple of heads when I told them the idea back then and people exactly. didn't really necessarily understand it so I don't really kind of have to explain no. the value yeah. of networking online yeah. and online professional learning especially like every, now right? especially yeah. now right yeah. we all get um, it now yeah I know so so it's kind of it, it, it's it's it nice took, to be on the other side where they call you visionary <laughs> instead of saying what you were way ahead of your <laughs> so, time right. but um it's been through you know the education industry is really just amazing mm -hmm. and particularly women and women's networking Kathy has been on our advisory board and Ann and I have worked together for a long time and I think I, I mean this is kind of getting a little bit to um, the purpose of the book which is around purpose-driven mm -hmm. entrepreneurship mm -hmm. right. and I think um, I think when you kind of figure out what you your purpose is in life I do I kind of feel like I've come to that like wow mm. I really did figure out why I'm here mm -hmm. and where I can make a difference it just um, gives you not just your own personal energy but I think it just rallies people around you in a way that's really often surprising and really amazing and helps to even keep you going so that's been, and to be on the yes. journey of, with Kathy and with the book and um, and Bobby and mention that she's in the, in book, the book. book one of the entrepreneurs yeah. in the book yeah. Yes. So being in the book and helping to promote the book <laughs> and um, and and knowing a number of the women who are interviewed in here, 
but not knowing their whole story. Right. Uh, it's really been great to understand how they came to where they are. Zoe, who founded Women's Education Project, is one of them. And um, so that's really been great. I mean, the other thing, just thinking about this past year, has been to just focus on what is important. I think everybody kind mm. of went through that the right, past few yeah. years because we were all dealing with so much and feeling overwhelmed in so many ways that you really had to think about Prioritize, what's important. And yeah. I, this ties back to the book a little bit. I had a lot of things on my plate some of which were things that I was compensated for on the side to help me bootstrap EdWeb along the way mm -hmm. because women kind of need to do that right. when you're starting a business. And I kind of woke up and said, I don't have to do all this anymore if I don't feel like that's where I can make the biggest difference. So one of the things I've done this year is take a number of things off my plate. I think Kathy just adds them to her plate. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but um, I felt a need probably to... probably added them to my plate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> maybe. But I felt like I needed to take some things off my plate and really mm -hmm. focus on EdWeb, you know, specifically, which is a little bit hard because... Those things cross pollinate. When you have a lot of things on your plate, you're learning. Right. You're learning things right. in different venues that you apply to others. Um, so I miss a little bit of that, but right. um, I still really like that I can really focus on EdWeb and helping teachers and all all educators, um, and we're global as well. So well, and it, Lisa, if someone doesn't know what EdWeb is, oh, can you? Yeah. Tell so, us. Yeah. So we're a professional social network mm -hmm. that hosts online learning in the form of webinars that are integrated into communities on topics for pre-K-12 education. It's all free. And in 42 states now, if a teacher comes and participates in an hour, they can use that to renew their state teacher's license for free, which Love is that. great. Yes. Um, but during this year, we've worked with a lot more district administrators, too, as mm -hmm. this being a solution for virtual professional learning because mm -hmm. people have really realized mm -hmm that particularly administrators, I think, used to think everybody needed to be in the room yeah. with eyes on and things like that. And everybody's getting um, that virtual learning, yes. online and learning has its place. It may not right. be the only thing, but it's it's an important piece. And, and cross-pollinating. Talk yes. about bringing yeah. ideas from different parts of the country right. or even the world oh, yeah. to your world. It's It's great. Well, and Learning Forward just issued new standards on professional learning, and one of them is to collaborate with other educators outside of your district. So and important. Other. That's that's one of the standards. Yes. Oh, that's such Love a big that. one. It's a really important one, especially when you are in a small school or small district. I mean, you really do need you to. You need it. Absolutely. And yeah. you, you need it, um, you know, personally and professionally, I think, to really have that those connections. But um, what are, so the audience for EdWeb, is really wide ranging. I mean, you said K, but it's the teachers, mm. it's administrators, it's librarians, any role in education. Yeah. We have higher ed, mostly college of education, you know, in that area in higher ed, but we're now over a million educators in 185 countries. Oh my God. So it's, wow. it's gotten, it's gotten the pretty. Reach is and incredible. the people that you have on are stellar. Well, and it's really peer-to-peer -peer right. learning, right? So we we have 100 sponsors this year. The reason why it's free is that there are 100 companies or nonprofits who sponsor it. Um, and they they it's like a crowdsource model for finding presenters, right? Right. So Anne is one of our program hosts and moderators for the program we do with COSIN and AASA, uh, sponsored by ClassLink. Right. And Jerry, you come on those programs every time to talk about yeah. what ClassLink's doing. And um, so it's 
it's like a crowdsource model of finding the best educators to share their learning. So um, it's, it's, to listen yeah, to them. I yes. know. I, and they love doing it too, because often yes. they don't get the credit. Yes. They don't get the opportunity to share what they're doing when they're doing something really unique. Right. So, yes. so right. we love giving them that opportunity. So now you can aspire to have a, a million people on your podcast, <laughs> 185 uh, countries, something to rise up to. You heard it here. Well, and not just, I mean, just one more quick thing, but we launched a job board this, you know, just in July, right? Because we realized that that. with a million educators, it's an incredible talent pool. And there's one of the big issues is now, of course, the shortage in staffing. So we're right at the beginning of that. So we'll see where that goes. Oh, that's great. That's really cool. I like that. Do do school districts post to that? Anybody can post. Companies can post. And you could post a job or a gig or, you know, anything. And um, the employers do pay a fee to not this summer. It's free (laughs) right now if anybody wants to post a job this summer. And then if you're a member of EdWeb, you get access to all the job opportunities. Oh, goodness. Very nice. Always forward thinking. Yes. Really. Trying. Your program. Um, Your new district. Oh, well, yeah. So we are trying to work with districts to um, coach them on implementing. Is that what you're talking about? So we actually, um, I think, are getting a contract, our first contract with the district to do professional learning, which we've we it, we've never we've ago, never done actually. that before. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. yeah, yeah. So, I remember awesome. we had a conversation about that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. So, now, so it's got it's got some got pause, and yeah. now it's going good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Good, so. good stuff. Good stuff. And so you have Anne as your moderator. <laughs> yes. Great segue. Great segue. Thank you. Thank you. What a thrill to sit on this sofa with these two. Oh, Heck my goodness. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't get any better. And these two. So, you know, oh, it's sure. just perfect. It's perfect. So, yeah, I'm Anne McMullen, and I am a 34-year educator. I taught eighth-grade social studies for 18 mm-hmm. years. And then in the late 80s, early 90s, started playing around a little bit with technology yep. with my students. And because I was one of the first teachers in the district who was not a technology teacher to use technology mm-hmm. for teaching. And this mm-hmm. was in the Klein School District just outside of Houston, Texas. Uh, they asked me to, as I jokingly say, cross over to the dark side and leave, leave my right. classroom and go to the central office. But I had the wonderful opportunity to build one of the first educational technology departments in the country where we were working mm-hmm. with teachers to help innovate and leverage technology and how do we do that. And I did that for 16 years, but then ultimately my husband and I have two grown sons and they both wound up in Los Angeles, California. So we followed them. My husband was retiring. I wasn't quite ready to retire. So I thought I'll start this consulting business where I crossed paths with Kathy Hurley yes. to learn a little bit about what one does in this whole consulting business and how that works. And I honestly thought it was going to be more around ed tech, but I kept getting more and more questions about leadership Mm -hmm. and how do you do that and how do you move people that way? So at that time, I actually wrote a little book called Life Life Lessons in Leadership, looking at things from a leader perspective and what are some of the strategies that you use. And so that has taken off and I've had the opportunity to do, I do a lot of conference work, a lot of speaking. I jokingly say that my business card should say, have mouth, we'll talk, you know. And yes. that, but, but I get to, thanks to people like Lisa, I get to do things like interview really smart people right, and ask right. them questions. And the series I do, which we are starting season five, thank you very much. And thank on, you, yes. Classly. <laughs> Thank you, Classlink, yes. Starting season five of our series uh, on the empowered superintendent. And so what we're looking at is I typically interview three superintendents each month from across the country. 
looking at a different technology issue, but looking at it through the lens of superintendent leadership, mm-hmm. you know, how do you do this? And the feedback has been tremendous and it's been yes. wonderful to, to work with them and, and talk with them. And, uh, particularly over the last several years where we've had so many changes and things coming forward. So yeah. it's just an honor to be here and to be with them and well, doing that. Have you them. heard the thing that, that a leader isn't the person who has the answers, but the person who asks the right yes. questions? Yes. Oh, that's Thank right. You. And that is yes. true. I mean, that you know, you, uh, one of the things in the book and the life lessons, I have five different L's, but one of them is to leverage the talents of others. And right. you really need to do that. Right. And then listen is the first one, you know, right. so that's right. how we do those so things. So it's listen Tell it's it's uh, listen, right. learn, yeah. and I think because a lot of times people think you've gotten to a certain point, so I, I know all this. I don't need to know anymore. So mm. it's listen, learn, love your people and your program or process, whatever it is, mm-hmm. leverage the talents of others, and then luck, either be ready for it when it happens or make your own. And yes. so those are the things that we look at. And I talk in the book, it's a, a simple little book because it's meant for leaders ages eight to 88, yeah. you know? And so uh, I happen to be in my own family. I am nine years older than my one sibling. So I was, you know, the oldest sibling in the family. And that was kind of a leadership role. And then through school, different leadership positions. Right, so, true. you know, yeah. you, you have it throughout life. It isn't just a professional thing. But, but uh, you have these little guys on here. Tell the Well, that was interesting there. at the time, the way of the Wallabies. So because I had just moved to Los Angeles and I happened to meet someone who was actually working on a film called The Flight of the Wallabies about a mother and daughter wallaby. And so I partnered with him, Michael Barrett. So I wrote the lessons in leadership and he wrote the little illustration stories uh, with the wallaby oh, characters and how they did it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How they were doing it. So yeah, we, that's what we did and it was fun, but it is just a thrill to be here with this group today and have this conversation about, I think a really critical issue of our time, which is education yeah. and, and, yes. and how are we going to keep going? Yes. What right. are we going to do? Right. Right. Yeah. So what are some things, I mean, you're all so involved and you, you see trends happening. What are you, right. what are you seeing that, um, you know, maybe wasn't so much of a trend and now after the pandemic, is really kind of hitting home and and people are kind of getting it. What are some things that you're finding? Well, I don't want to use the word trend because trend implies that it's coming and then going, but something now that you're seeing that is is sticking. Maybe taking hold. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, I'll be happy to start. I mean, I'm going to mention something that these these two women know much more about than I do, but it's professional development. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. there is so much going on in professional development. And I think because of the pandemic, there were teachers that realized they really did not know how to teach, you know, with online. And I think that just started the whole thing that they could do hybrid kind of things. And I think companies started thinking more and more about the kinds of professional development that they were doing. Personalized professional development development is just huge. And you see, I think many more organizations. I mean, you mentioned um, the one that has the new standards, but learning there's forward. learning forward, forward. But I, every organization now yes. has a professional development mm-hmm. piece mm-hmm. of it, whether it's ASA or it's ASCD. Mm-hmm. So I think that is just a growing, just grow. a huge yeah. growing area. Well, and that's what that's what it's all about. It's about growth, personal growth, professional growth, but moving forward and not standing still. Um, and that's where you know, I, I, it's 
so true. It's not just an education. We've always had professional development education, but we are seeing it um, in other industries that you know we need to grow, and, and industries are uh, investing in it. I know in ClassLink, um, they we each get several thousand dollars per year to pursue professional development opportunities in ways in our based on our personal goals um, and professional goals. So it really is uh, is. It's, I love to see that it's so valued. And I think to speak to your point too, the importance of connecting with others outside of our little bubble, right? right? And I right. think that has also established like, wow, there's so much more that I could do and so much more that I could be. And, and being motivated uh, by others is, is really a big push to kind of learn and grow and make it personalized as well, not a sit and get. I remember when I used to do, you know, do professional development for schools, I would always ask, well, did they get to choose what they want? Are they coming to my session? So the choice, choice? The choice is right. what's the yeah, key thing. Yes. They right. They with folded arms if they were forced in this right. room. They don't want to be there. It needs to be something that is meaningful to them. So right. really relevancy yeah. is key. Actually, one of the things we did this year mm -hmm. was um, to create a, a framework and standards for virtual professional learning yes. because we realized that, you know, learning forward has standards that cover professional learning in every context and right. and you know we're, we're not that you know but we do know how to do the virtual part really well so we established nine practices and you can use EdWeb because it's free right. to, to um, align with each of those different practices but but choice is the thing that really comes mm -hmm. up more than ever yes. and then the other thing is we are all so stressed when we're all trying to do so many things at once right you can watch a webinar while you cook dinner right or right. a teacher who's sitting of their classroom yes. can listen to a podcast right. yes. or watch a webinar. Um, there's a real interest. We've been releasing things on podcast mm -hmm. yes. now for the past couple of years, like as we're doing right, right. here. And right. Um, so they're listening to it in the car, commuting. Right. So so the 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 flexibility of format and how they can do it and and choice right. are yes. all the advantages of virtual. Well, that's interesting. I was listening to uh, Kathy's podcast with Kevin Hogan, and one of the things that you or Bobby I said in that, that right? <laughs> that's right. Week, and he's over there too. Yeah. Was that um, people were downloading your book? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. And oh, yeah. Yes. So many people downloaded the book. Yes. I mean, we, so yeah. people are choosing yes. different formats. I, I think that's Audible yeah. is so popular. Yes, right. Audible. And I am so happy that we're not making the PE teacher and the music teacher sit yeah, through the exactly. reading right. basal program exactly. anymore. Yeah. Well, that is, that is the great thing about EdWeb, because you can go yes. on and you can pick and choose the ones, the topics that are of interest to you. Yes. You know, I'm on a so couple of uh, STEM nonprofit boards, and so I was really getting more involved in STEM. was an area I didn't know a whole lot about, but I can go on and listen to the that her webinars around STEM, yeah. you know, and feel like when I go to the board meetings, I have a lot more to offer. Yeah, um, and I'm also, sure. and I think with the podcast, it's that whole thing we always talked about is lifelong learning. I mean, I would much rather listen to a podcast, you know, in, in um, and different people that I fo you know, that I follow that are of interest to me. And you learn something from so many smart people out there, you know, yeah. it's something. Yeah. Jamie, I was thinking of that in your question about what do we see differently in school and, and that piece, and I'm glad Kathy mentioned that phrase of lifelong learner, because the bottom line is in the education business, we are in the learning business. 
And one of the things we have to do, all the things they were talking about with professional learning for the adults, we need to be doing that kind of thinking for students as well. Mm -hmm. Because the bottom line is, yes, you need to learn reading, you need to learn math, you need to learn, but you really need to learn how to learn. Because we live in a time and in an era when these students graduate and go on, they are not going to stay in the same profession for 35 years. And, and it doesn't a happen. that doesn't exist. Right. So and so, so how to learn yep. is the key pivot point that I think really came out of the last few years. Because for many, too many decades, we did things the way we've always done them yep. because that's the way we've always done mm -hmm. it, you know. But what we learned is that's that right. that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And if we're really going to serve our students well, then we need to prepare them for this lifelong learning that Kathy was talking about and to be able to to make the right choices and, and uh, create their own learning paths, which they're going to have to do at some point. Yeah. 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 That brings us right. That is a perfect segue for the next thing we were going to talk about. And that is, you three have so much rich history and involvement in education, but I think we can all agree that it has to change. So what do you see needs to happen? How, how can we change it to make it more relevant for the student? What do you see needs to happen in public schools? And are you worried about public school? I'll jump in first. I think okay. I think one of the words we have to get rid of in our vocabulary is normal because mm. you know people want to go back to normal. They think pre-pandemic was normal, you know. Right. Uh the world is in a constant state of change and I think one of the things we have to come to understand Great point. is that education and education systems will be constantly changing. Mm -hmm. and in flux to meet the if we're going to really meet the needs of our students then that's what we're to going dynamic, to have to do yeah. we have to do it that way so you have to be agile you have to be the lifelong learner that Kathy talked about because right. the way it was 25 years ago when you got your degree from college is not going to be the way it's going to be right. you know today mm -hmm. so we need to do that so I think to your question, uh, Jerry, the ag agility is one of those things and being able to really think forward. And then one of the things we did a conversation with some of our superintendents on our advisory panel recently, and one of the things they talked about was taking things in small bites, in chunks. But yes. you've got to take yes. those yes. bites, yes. you know, but take them in small chunks and see what works and then move on from there and add to it and do that. But, but don't think that the word-for-word -word curriculum from last year is going to be the thing that will work this year. Right. Absolutely. And really, that's so important. And the problem is everybody went to school, so they think they're an expert yes. on it. And I remember when I was a superintendent, I said to the board, okay, never start a sentence with when I was in school. Perfect. Perfect. We're not having that. Yes. Yes. We can't yes. have that kind of thinking yes. anymore. But yes. you know, Jerry, that's exactly what I, I think. You, you look at yes. other professions like medicine or law or something, and when they decide to move in a new direction or leverage technology, that's progress for them. Right. But that's because not everybody has been to med school. Not everybody, but everybody's right. been to school. That's right. And when you are going to start changing my image of school, I might question that. And oh, by the way, if you're going to change my image of school with my kids, you know, right. that's when we start getting the pushback sometimes. So exactly. you've got to be able to communicate well and, and explain that. Oh, great point. So I'm going to start with a couple disclaimers because I actually am a very big public school person, although I went to Catholic grammar school and Catholic college, mm. but I've 
taught in public schools, and I belong to the Horace Mann League, which is the person who started public education. But as a country, we have got to keep public education because it is for all kids. And the services that public schools offer, you cannot always get in private schools or you cannot get you know, in charter schools. So I'm not anti any of that, but I think public schools, we have to really make sure that they're, they're better and than ever so that, you know, we're, we're educating the, the kids that need to be educated and all kids need to be educated. Right. So I, I think public schools are going through some, um, issues right now. But again, I don't think people understand the importance of public education. So I think it's going to be there for a long time. Yeah, the thing that's just struck me over and over and over again, is how many people who've accomplished something amazing, maybe they're at the Oscars, maybe they're getting a Grammy, uh, you know, they get up there to make their speech. And it's often a teacher. Yeah who saw something yes. in it, right? And yes. you know, the whole No Child Left Behind where the goal was that, you know, every teacher should be highly qualified. Every student just needs the right teacher at the right time, one teacher who sees in them right talent. And sometimes it's not a teacher. Uh, sometimes it's uh, right. another type of educator, yeah. right? Yes, yes exactly. They it can could be a coach them. or, right. right. And that to see something in that child that enables them to feel yeah. that they can do something that they never thought they, you know, could do before. And it's kind of, it's kind of tied to my story as well, because about 10 years in, when I thought about how much I the risk, I, we talk about risk in your book and, you know, are women willing to do that? I was like, why am I doing this? You know, I mean, with right. whatever, right. And I was like, wow, I think it's because of my teachers. Like this is, I never was in the classroom and I kind of always wanted to, but I got diverted from that. Right. And it was my way. I mean, it really has been my way of giving back right. to my teachers. So well, when I, at, at what point were you able to reflect and say like, oh, that's why. Was it like way in? Like- that was about, it was our 10th year. It was okay. our, t- well, and actually at that point, it was like we were thinking about, should we charge for something here? Right. So we were thinking about that. Right. And it was like, oh. no, yeah. it really needs to just yeah. stay free for all mm. teachers and educators, whatever. And it was, again, that gratitude right. for what teachers had. And gratitude is like the, the greatest thing. If you, if you can feel that, it's the best gift that you can right. possibly have in life. So, um, I think encouraging young people to be interested in being teachers and motivating mm. young people to go into the profession. One of the most exciting things I've heard, Kathy and I go to the ERDI conferences and we were at a symposium this spring where some of the superintendents were, were dealing with this shortage and realizing they needed to cultivate that within their own school districts and how could they do that, right? So nurture your own teachers within, but also they were trying to do it at the youngest age possible. And they had these stories of having um, elementary school kids mentor, you know, mentor kindergartners. So they would have this experience of teaching Mm, basically and high school students working with students with autism and becoming passionate about helping those students. So I think we have to find really creative ways to encourage young people to want to go into education, I any kind, that. any kind of education. I too. And it's all, and I, I love those examples too, because it's about the foundation of empathy in there. 
as exactly. well. Exactly. And yes. I think that's really Well, that's that's really what this whole the book is about entrepreneurs. Yeah. And even though we did not go after just educators, it wasn't a book about educators. Right. Most people had education in their background mm -hmm. because they did learn those skills of empathy and communication and critical thinking. Right. And so it, it, that's, that's really true. So that's something that emerged from there that you saw. I love that. I mean, that's a book of research that I think is so interesting. And it's based on research, yes. which is great. Yeah. Which, thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. uh, no, I, I think that that is... Um, uh, I think that's it's really important, and women, women are better at that. You know, we uh, we give an example. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we give an example um, in the book when people say, "What are some of the things that you learned?" And two of the things that I thought was really interesting because yeah. the first book I did, you, you asked, um, we asked, um, "Who in your family was the reason you became a leader?" And they all mm -hmm. said, "Your fathers." I would have said my father. Right. But mm -hmm. when it came to entrepreneurship, the majority said their mothers. That's fascinating. That's that was really fascinating. And why do you think that is? Well, we would ask them, why right. do you think that is? Well, my mother was running the house. She had mm. five kids. She was head of the PTA. Yes. She was involved in the community. You know, she was a wife. She was juggling all the time. And I, I think, I, I thought that was really fascinating. And the other thing we learned, which makes men very nervous, I know we have men in the room, is, yeah, audience, our is, audience of men is women can fire people better than men. So it, because of the empathy, okay. because of the empathy. Okay. So if I'm telling you that, you, you know, you, you don't have a job anymore, I'm going to say, you know, it's just didn't seem to work out for us. You have really some other skills that are not yeah, fitting. Not, right. Really, it's yeah. not fitting in this, you know. Yeah. And I'd be happy to help you. You know, I've got a lot of really good wow. contact, but it wouldn't work. Right. Where a man would say, we're reorganizing, you're out of a job. Right. Good luck. Yes, right, right. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, that's an extreme. Don't don't come back to me and on that. Not, yeah. <laughs> right. Generalization. Yeah. But, but yes. even with the book, people will say to me, um, uh, I won't give any examples, but they'll say, well, it wasn't my mother. I said, well, you know, there's like millions of people in yeah. this world. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't your mother. Yeah. <laughs> it was your, you know, uh, your best mentor. But, yeah. you know, but you get a lot of truths that yeah. come out of these um, stories and, and right. these surveys that are done. We, we use the entrepreneurial mindset. Uh, which is something that's been given to hundreds of thousands of people mm. uh, on you know, what are the skills and the traits. Right. And that, of course, the other question is, are you born an entrepreneur or can you learn to be an mm. entrepreneur? And there's a little bit of both. So anyway, I, I, I just want to talk. No, about no but just to say about that, Kathy's done a number of presentations on this and I was at one recently and you, you put a slide up that I really, um, really particularly helped me think about it differently, which is the skills on one side and the traits on the other, right? And so if you look at it mm. separated that way, I think it helps if you have the inborn traits mm -hmm. initially, mm -hmm. but then you can really look at the skills, which can really be coached and, and helped with. Developed. So, yes. you know, at least, you know, when you think of it that way, um, 
and and I I think giving it gets back to what a teacher can do for a child. It's giving somebody confidence, yeah. right? The mentorship that you're yeah. so good at, right? And giving my that was one of the things that my biggest mentor did for me was give me the confidence that I really could make a difference, right? So we can give that to people, right? Right. right. Um, that's not a trait that you have to have, be born with. Well, and I, th yeah. the other thing is you don't have to always be so positive. You just want to help people. You know, right. people will say to me. Who was your favorite teacher? What teacher helped you the most? Well, the teacher that helped me the most was my English teacher who sat down with me and said, Kathy, you write like you talk. So <laughs> yes, write, yes. write a paper, read it, cut it in half, read it again and cut it in half and you could be a good writer. <laughs> so it... But it really made me think. I, right. I was very wordy, you know. It's like, and I try to think of that too when I'm e even giving talks. It's like, how much do people really need to know? <laughs> yes. I always have to cut it down because I know I'm going to double it when I'm there. <laughs> so. Yes. Well, you three are just delightful to be with. And Jamie had talked about maybe bringing on a friend that was a, a young um, principal. Yeah. And so you've been in education, you all have different talents and interests within education, but as we're reaching back and kind of pulling to that new generation, what would you say if her friend was here today? What would you say? What would be your words of advice? Do you have any advice to leadership give for leadership? Yeah. The first thing I would say is thank you for your leadership. Mm, and I think yes. we do need to thank people yes. for yes. taking on that role very and doing that. You yeah. know, it is a tough time. And so thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for, for being that leader. And then I would say thank you for your focus on the students because I think sometimes we forget that that's the yeah. that that's who we serve yes. are the students yes. you know and so we we need to do that as well. But I think another group that has come into the fold more so since the pandemic are parents. Parents and families became more yes. involved with yeah. education in ways that they never had been before. Yeah. Right. And that's that was a plus side of the pandemic and I would say to the principal keep that connection yeah. with parents, you know, keep right. that working uh, uh, because that's important because when you've got the whole family together, then the dynamic really works. My friends may have some other thoughts on that. Right. I can't I, I, I who said recently that, you know, a school can't um, really succeed or whatever without a good principal. Like, like the principal is really the key to that whole learning environment. And maybe sometimes when you don't know how much power you have, you don't take the step to use it right. in creative ways. And and then also, you know, sometimes we see principals on TikTok and, you know, doing all kinds right. of crazy things, but then they connect with the young people That's by right. doing some of that. That's right. So it, it's like, we're all like a little afraid to put ourselves out there at times, but you know, then when you take the step to do it, you're kind of amazed at what happens. So I think That's a principal right. has an opportunity to be very creative and uh, inspirational, and they have a lot more power than they realize. Yeah. That's very true. Yes. Okay. Good, good. And take some risk. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Take, take, take a risk. You know, at every Don't let the fear yeah. stop. Yeah. Right. Taking risks is really important. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting as I was listening to uh, Lisa talk I, again I was kind of referring you know back to the book and, right and I I do have a chapter on mentoring but don't be afraid to ask 
Don't yes. look at people right. that you really admire, whether it's someone's giving right. a speech or it's someone in your school, and just say, do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? I mean, it can be in the moment. It yes. doesn't have to be right. a lifelong thing of mentoring. But if, if you see someone who you'd like to emulate or the way they behave or the way they answer questions, just ask them. Yeah, and and I think sometimes women are, are a little timid in that area. Yeah, right. You know? Well, and also when you have that leadership role, you think you're supposed to know it all, and right. you don't feel comfortable asking. But the most important thing is just like you said, being able to ask questions and lean on others for support. Yeah. Look to others as the expert. Right. You know, you don't have to be the expert; you're the leader to you know leverage the expert that is, that you're working mm -hmm. with as your colleagues. Yeah, Jamie, and, oh. and I would say like not even young principals. I mean, there are some. Fabulous women in our industry and men, young, very young, and it really makes you happy to see these are the people that are going to yes. be running our companies. I mean, yes. I just heard something last night that a woman um, that I knew really well in Play Plato days was just uh, just made CEO of a company, and I thought she was so good. Mm -hmm. She deserved yes. to be that CEO. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of young women. Well, I just came from the Power Trip, which was uh, mm -hmm. Anne is on the advisory board. She's on the board for the Power Trip. But it was 55 women administrators. Mm -hmm. And the companies, of course, all sent the women. But there were some very young CEOs there wow. who really gave terrific presentations. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is a great time to be really, that's why I won't retire. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, it's a great time to be part of this uh, industry. And I think for um, people like all of us, I think you want to give back. Yeah. I mean, what is right. your legacy? I want to give back. I want right. to see that the new group you know, coming along is really doing well. You know, Jamie, you made the point about taking risk, and that's often intimidating for people. And you want to have this appearance of, 100% success all the time. And I think that's one of the things leaders need to learn is to how to take that risk. And when it fails, how do you then navigate? Mm -hmm. And I love, I didn't, mm -hmm. I'm not the or originator of this, but this notion that F-A-I-L means first attempt in learning, you know? Oh, yes. And so if we just, okay, that didn't work. I learned this from this. What do you all think? What might we do differently? How do we navigate? Right. How do we pivot? How do we do that? And I think that's important. But I think as you get to certain positions, you don't want to take that yeah. risk. You know, yeah, you don't right. want to have that fail sign attached. But I think even with students, if they'll fail too. And if we tell, okay, what did we learn this time? Yep. And then how do we exactly. move on? So, yeah. 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 And I also think that when you allow others to see that you are vulnerable and you ask for help, that's when my strongest relationships have been built. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I remember... Sure in a superintendent role, being vulnerable with a teacher and saying, I really need you. Yes. I need your expertise. Yeah. And um, he was there to yell at me and tell me how much he hated the direction <laughs> I was going. We are now very good friends. Right. But, and I think if you can just say, hey, help me. Yeah. Yeah. Sometime. No, yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to do. You but. know, that's a great point. You know, a, a lot of times people say, you know, mentoring, look for someone who's, you know, a higher up or someone in the company, right. which, which I've had really good mentors like that. But I've learned more from some of the people who worked for me. Right. You know, exactly. as far as, you know, yes. mentoring. And you, you don't even know what's happening, but watching people the way they operate. 
mentors mm-hmm. and inspiration are all around us and we need to, you know, be open to that and accepting of that. Um, and, you know, and I, I kind of, you know, as I was thinking this, as we wrap up here, I, I kind of envisioned each of you as, you know, the support you give to others, sort of this like, you know, rolling ball of just like bringing new people on, bringing new, and yes. just, just bringing people along, you know, and, and bringing them forward. And this is the only way that we're going to grow as a, as a community. And it's important to, to leverage and, you know, to network and to really have these authentic um, relationships. And, and um, to celebrate like we're going to do today. To celebrate. To yes. celebrate. We're going to do. Yes. Yes. And I, I value. So important. Yeah. I value the three of you for all of that as well. Yes. And thank you for the time and the energy that you give to education. It's so important. So important. So valuable. Yes. Well, it's been fun. It's it has. Great. Oh, it's always, always fun when you. we all get together. It's hard. Yes, it is. Thank you for listening. And if you would like to stay linked up, be sure to follow us on Apple and Spotify and subscribe to us on YouTube.